0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Petite Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm joined today by Lynn. Hi there. And our special guest, L.M. Bennett.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Hey, so L.M. provides challenging questions, guided meditations, and just for fun activities for the woman who wants to boss up, both personally and professionally. She's the author of Get Your Ish Together, and it inspired a great conversation with her last July when LM joined us on this podcast. Today, LM is back for a new interview to talk about time management and how to be selectively selfish. Time is precious, and it's important to know how to prioritize. And LM has some uniquely valuable advice on how you can boost productivity. LM, thanks so much for joining us again, and welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me back on the show, Amanda. I'm really
1: excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you back. So I think we can all agree that we live in a super busy world, and it seems like everyone always has a ton of stuff to do. Naturally, there's been a lot of discussion around time management. LM, what's your unique spin on how to better manage time?
1: Let's talk about that, shall we? <laughs> That's when I was managing a billing department. We used to have like these really intense meetings. And there was always like a lot that needed to be done. There seemed to be like very little time to do it. So we had to use a bidding system. Um, that is, if it takes me seven minutes to do X, Y, Z, then it should take me give or, two, give or take 42 minutes to do that task six times. While I'm now in another position that allows me to be a little bit more relaxed about bidding to the minute to the second, I use the same system. I uh, say spend a half an hour on Instagram, an hour on Facebook, 10 minutes on Pinterest, you get the gist. So like, I use bids to give me an idea of how to block off my time. And then I cross, carefully guard that time uh, the same way I guard my time with my loved ones. So I communicate my need for that time ahead of time just to avoid any misunderstandings or hurt feelings or anything. And I guess, like as someone who struggles a bit with boundaries, um, I've learned to be a bit more selectively selfish with my me time. Like by now, you know the thing—we're all granted the same 24 hours, but realistically, my 24 is not Oprah's 24. It's not Gwyneth Paltrow's 24. It's my 24, and I don't always have the resources to allocate allocate different tasks to others. So I can go out and play with the kids or take walks in nature. So my personal task becomes making the absolute best of those 24 hours that I can based on the goals that I've set and the things that I need to accomplish. I'd rather get those things done, move things around, than have to complain later on to everybody about the repercussions of not meeting my goals. And Lastly, I would say, like, we got to learn to build some self-care time into time management. Lynn and I were talking about this briefly before um, the show started. We're both a little underneath the weather, so um, we got to learn to be a little bit better about taking care of ourselves. Like, I meditate at night before bed. Sometimes I get up early to exercise, not all the time. I mean, I'm not a machine. Um, but just this weekend, like, I was so proud of myself because I finished yet another goal. I was underneath the, the deadline. I finished my first draft of my story, sending out my beta readers. But, like, the whole time while I was doing that, I was sniffling. I was sneezing. I was coughing. And then, then a day later, I'm in the bed, barely moving, on Nyquil. I got zix up my nose because i'm trying to be a superwoman and do everything in like three hours of sleep so you definitely got to learn to build in that time or else your body's going to build it in for you
0: <laughs> so,
1: that <is> true <laughs> right
0: yeah. yeah and that's the thing that we keep talking about a lot lately is self-care and taking care of yourself not just when you're sick but also you know when you're healthier and you want to prevent yourself from getting sick hmm yeah
2: i as, as i you know, clear my throat and sniffle along with you here. Um, that is very true. And I I think, Ellen, what I like the most is your phrase of being selectively selfish. And I'd love to learn more about how you um, use that to actually boost your productivity and what our audience should know about following your guidelines.
1: Well, to me, being selectively selfish, it's about communicating my needs ahead of time. Uh, It's learning to use, I'm sorry, but, or is this urgent? Like, it's such a small step, but it avoids bigger blowups later on. When you have all these different things that are demanding your time, like you kind of have to figure out which ones are urgent, which ones need to be done right now which ones can wait a little bit and which ones, if they don't get done like the second, like the world is not going to end. Um, and by being selectively selfish about how we spend our time, it does allow us to be a bit more productive um, because then you're not lagging behind because you're doing all of these other different things and then you're not getting to your to-do list. And I think the first thing that you'll learn about productivity, once it starts to become a problem for you, like, you're going to learn that one size doesn't fit all. Like, you can read a billion books and listen to how the most successful people in the world spend their time, but it's ultimately knowing about yourself and what method works for you, what fits into your lifestyle, and what is important to you. Um, Some people like to pick the hardest tasks first and get those out of the way, and then they move on to the smaller, like less time-intensive tasks. Um, But I'm the opposite. I like to pick a bunch of smaller tasks, get those out of the way, and then move on to the bigger ones. Like for me, if I'm sitting on six tasks that I bid will take me 10 minutes at a time, and then two that will take me about an hour to accomplish, I wanna knock out those six small tasks first. Like for me, it's more rewarding to see a to-do list that gets progressively smaller and ends up with two items left than something that's still sitting there with six. Like, cause then I know I'll never get to it. Like it's a mental thing for me.
0: Ah, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of the same way usually, but actually I find that some, I kind of flip flop some days I wanna do the littler tasks first and get them all checked off. And other days I wanna do the big task and just, knock it out before I move on to the smaller ones so I don't know what that says about me but I'm kind of inconsistent there
1: it's it's different for everybody and some days you'll find that this is how you operate and on other days it's the opposite but it's getting things done that's what's most important like not how you do it not the method in which you do it but like what helps move things along yeah absolutely as long as you're you're getting it done like you're you're doing more than most people who are just sitting there on the couch you're nothing you know
0: yeah so true (laughs) so you talk about the importance of maintaining healthy boundaries and as difficult as it may seem how can you find that right balance and how can this help you with your time management and productivity
1: it's definitely communication at work at home, it's the same thing. I need a half hour to do X, Y, Z. Is there anything I can help you with right now before I start? Or I need to complete this task by 11. Is this urgent? Keyword, is this urgent? Can yes. I stop by your desk at 11? Like, it's prioritizing your work and your needs first. Like, is there something that pops up that you can help somebody with that can be done in five minutes? Absolutely. Like, once you start putting those tasks off, and uh, you're helping this person with this thing and that person with that thing, and then you're not getting your stuff done, then it's a problem. And like, I'm not referring specifically to parents. Like there's certain, there's like, there's a fine line that you have to walk between getting your stuff done and then managing your kids to make sure that they get their stuff done too, like when the kids have to do homework. Like, them getting their homework done and on time is a priority. Like, and if I'm a parent and I'm also going to school, as some parents are these days, I'm getting my work done, too, is a priority. And uh, maybe I can find a balance there by doing, like, maybe family homework times. Like, it's just a good example for the kids. It teaches them the importance of hard work, lets them see your face and spend time with you, But then it also makes sure that we all achieve our goals and get our stuff done. Like um, balance, I know, is something that, you know, the the buzzword is something that we all strive for. But sometimes we kind of have to take a pause and look at different things to see um, if looking at them in a different way can can help us out a little bit. Like thinking about them in a different way, it helps just a little.
2: Yeah, I found that. I, I love that analogy, LM, because my daughter is uh, finishing her last year, you know, for a four-year degree uh, at university, and there are nights that she's working, you know, late. And I find if I sort of work adjacent to her, um, but on my own project, it helps her because it's sort of like she's got some kind of moral support. She's got somebody else who's trying to work, uh, and I'll just I'll work on a work project and um mm-hmm. that makes her feel better and i am actually able to get work done and i know that often i feel like i'm just literally drowning in all of the work that i have to do and uh running a business you know taking care of my daughter taking care of my older mom and so what's your advice if others in our audience feel that they are Um, drowning or overwhelmed with their schedule, and the to-do list just, it's like you take one thing off, but you add four more things to it. So it, it doesn't seem to get smaller. So what's your advice to take back control of your time?
1: I would say, first of all, take a breath and figure out what's important to you. Prioritize that above all tasks. I would say also, try to group things together that can be done together or you can do them alongside of others like for me personally like what drives me nuts and what what keeps me up at night is never ending to do list i can't stand it sometimes it's like my worst enemy like trying to keep on top of everything but then five more things pop up and sometimes there's just not enough time to do all of those things So I do try to find ways to do them that gives me back my time in other ways or in on other days. Like, for instance, I've gotten into the practice of doing meal prep on the weekends, um, and that gives me a bit more time, like, during the week. So um, if I find myself running late, or a little bit later for work than I would like to be uh, during the week because I have to stop and make breakfast. Like if I have breakfast ready to go and I can maybe pop it in the microwave or in the toaster oven for a few minutes and grab it on the go, then that solves that problem for me. Um, and same for lunch. Like I don't have to, to stop and pack my lunch. I can pop lunch in the slow cooker on a Sunday morning and do my laundry and then make sure that everything is done by the time I sit down and watch football, because football is very important to me as well. (laughs) I can't miss football. Go Cowboys. Um, (laughs) It's kind of my ritual. And um, making, you know, time to do all of these things on Saturday and Sunday it does give me more time during the week to get other tasks done. And um, like as a writer myself, um, it involves a lot of editing, a lot of beta reading, which is like, you know, you read over something before the masses get to read it. I do that for myself, I do that for other authors. So what I'll do is I'll take that story, I'll print it out, I'll have my red pen, and I will do it during my work commute to work, from work, during my lunch break, like while I'm getting uh, other things done. Um, so that kind of helps me out a little bit as well, grouping things together, um, to give me more time and. If there is really a task that I am really dragging my feet over and I know I don't want to do it, I don't have time to do it. And it's going to take away from me doing other things. Um, I had to learn to start firing myself from certain things and letting other people help me or hiring other people to do these smaller tasks. And I'm someone who hates delegating. Like, I'm. Um, I don't want to say like I'm a control freak or anything, but I can't stand delegation. But it's something that I have to do sometimes um, to get some time back. So it's grouping things together, um, finding time here to borrow from there, and letting other people help you or hiring other people to help you whenever possible. So. I guess that's my
2: suggestion there. Yeah, those are all great. I guess one other thing I would add is sometimes I look at something and say, you know, is it really truly necessary? Or is it just a, um, it would be nice to have. And sometimes I can Mm -hmm. eliminate a few things um, just by acknowledging that I don't have to, I'm not perfect. I don't have to be perfect. I don't want to strive to be perfect because it will, it will just drive me out of my mind. So instead, I'll look at something and say, you know, it's okay that it's that it's this way or that I don't do this. <clears throat> so, you know, letting go of that. For me, that that's a, an issue where I can let go of something and it helps too.
1: Mhm, absolutely.
0: Yeah, now I've had to learn that lesson myself recently. So, LM Why is putting yourself first such an effective way to manage your time? And how can this positively impact other parts of your life, too?
1: Well, I was raised in a single parent household. And one thing I learned from her is that if I don't do it, if I don't initiate it, it doesn't get done. Like, nobody's going to do this for me. And I can't ask anyone else to make me and my goals and my to-do list a priority. So I have to be the one to do it. Like, I have to be the gatekeeper of my time, my energy, and I have to manage this well. So seeing that to-do list move, like seeing plans in motion, like seeing those things get accomplished, it really does make me feel better about myself. I feel competent. I feel efficient. I feel motivated to take on other things. I feel good about taking the afternoon off. On occasion, i catch up with Watchmen or the Great British Baking Show, my favorite shows, because I've earned those things. And just watching those things come off the list and adding things on, it, it, to me, it staves off those feelings of stagnation. Um, like, you know, not getting anywhere, not really doing anything, and keeping track of those accomplishments, meeting those deadlines, and occasionally taking time to pat myself on the back. Like, it's a great way for me personally to boost self-esteem. Like, so then I can turn my attention to other things I've been putting off.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think I'm the same way as you, actually. I feel like I, I get my self-esteem from working on my projects and getting them checked off. And, and, I don't know, it makes me feel good about myself. And it makes me feel like I'm reaching my goals, however small those goals might be. Mm-hmm.
2: It always feels good to cross something off the list.
0: <laughs> yeah, always. Even
2: if
1: 10 more things pop up? <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's that's the rule of three, but yeah. <laughs> cross
2: one that's off the Yeah, Or you think you've done something, and all of a sudden it 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 pivots and morphs into three tasks. Yeah, oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, LM, thank you so much for sharing your advice and insights on how to manage your time and put yourself first. And to everyone listening, you can find more information and tips on LM's website at lm.bennett.com. So LM, thank you so much.
1: Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. I always love
0: chatting with you guys. Yeah. Uh, this is a
2: great conversation.
0: It is, and it's so important, and we always love having you on here. Thank you
1: so, so we, much.
0: Yeah. So we want to thank all of our audience who joined us for today's podcast, and next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite to Queen. Learn how to quickly achieve your goals with our proven strategies for success by signing up for our weekly Wisdoms newsletter. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petite dot Queen.com. Thanks for listening.